Good morning. It is Monday, June 7th, 7.40 a.m. I hope you all had a good week. I know I did. It was very busy, but I was determined to carve out some me time, etc. Time off. It's so hard for me to just take time off and I'm usually trying to make something or work or like build a cardboard box to ship or like there's always something so I made a concerted effort and I feel pretty well rested I'm glad that I did that um yesterday I went and got a restocked on my L-E-L that's it's spelled E-L-L. Incense from Sword in the Rose. And I use this as my money drawing and like good luck incense. And I burn it almost every day. But I had run out and it seemed to have coincided with a slow business day. So I was like, oh, interesting. It's a sign. Everything's a sign. So I went there and I also got a tarot reading from Crystal, which was great. Even though I read tarot, sometimes it's nice to have someone read your cards for you. You know, like imagine if you're like a masseuse and then you go and get a massage. It's the same thing, kind of. Um, it's like, yeah, that, yeah, that'd be nice. Seems like people like that. I think I want to do that too. I want that done on me. So, um, it was about an, it was a very long reading. It seemed like it took about an hour and a half or so, but I got a lot out of it and I'm glad that I did. And, um, I highly recommend Crystal. She knows what she's doing. Um, and then I met Irina a few hours later at Esperpento on 22nd off of Valencia. Um, it's a tapas place. It's been there forever. It's, you know, it's not the, uh, it's not my favorite restaurant, but it's not, you know, a bad restaurant. Um, the service is a little strange, but they have good sangria and they have good tapas. Uh, their tapas are, are really good. Um, we had this tortilla, which is actually a potato and egg thing that looks like a thick tortilla, and then it's topped with garlic aioli. I was super hungry, and I was like, well, let's get the paella because I'm starving, and Irina seemed to be down. Um, don't get the paella. <laughs> um I did that work, so you don't have to. Um, no matter how hungry you are, and if you're there, just get more tapas. That's what I should have done. Um, it takes like 30 minutes to to prepare, which I'm fine with. We just That's why we had the tapa. We were just talking and stuff. We ordered the seafood um, paella, and it was so bad. And, you know, it's a 
it's like a, a national food, like an international food that, you know, I'm not insanely familiar with. Like I don't eat it every day. I think I've had it like 10 times or something in my whole life, you know, compared to like pizza, spaghetti, sushi, other things that I've had a million times. I've had that probably like 10 times. But when it came to the table, it was piping hot, which, you know, that's good. But it smelled really bad. It it, it smelled, ugh, it smelled horrible. I, I, I was like, I, I know that, I mean, seafood smells like fish and stuff, but it, it, it just smelled really bad. And I think, ugh, I'm just like cringing thinking about it. <laughs> um... I had some of the squid bits and the shrimp, which didn't smell bad. But I think it was the mussels on there. I don't know what the deal was, but I don't think it should smell like that. Um, so I ate a bit of the rice and stuff, but I, I just couldn't. I was like, I was concerned that I was going to get sick because I couldn't tolerate the smell of the dish. I could, I, I put my napkin over my uneaten portion and just continued to drink sangria which was so strange. I was, you know, it's, it's weird. Cause like, you know, you're in a restaurant where things are supposed to be a certain standard. So then it, it gave me some cognitive dissonance. Cause I was like, maybe I'm just really sensitive to smells, which I am, but maybe I, I'm just feeling really sensitive to the smell or something. But, but then I was like, no, it's an undeniably bad smelling dish. So I haven't had any, food poisoning. So I don't know, maybe it just smelled bad. And I don't know. I won't think about it. I won't burden you with it too much. But yeah, just don't get the paella when you go there. Um, the best paella I've ever had was in New Orleans at a bar. And it was about 20 something years ago. And it was like, basically just like shrimp, big chunks of garlic, sausage, and some chicken in there. So it was kind of more, it was like a jambalaya take on it, but it was wrapped, it was like brought out on this like piece of cardboard that was wrapped in tinfoil and then it had a bunch of tinfoil over it. And then somebody split open the tinfoil and the paella was inside. It was good. It was lemony. It was saffrony. I was like, wow, that's really delicious. So it's it's hard. It's hard to like accept any others. Um I can't say I've had amazing rice dishes here. I love rice. Um I remember like when I first moved here, I was taken to this Cajun restaurant. That was not a good Cajun restaurant. Um, Cajun Cajun food here does not do well, like because it's not cooked right. Frankly, so I ordered jambalaya there, and it was like twenty dollars then, which was I thought was ridiculous for that. Um, and it was like minute rice or something. It, the jambalaya didn't stick together at all. You're supposed to be able to scoop it with an ice cream scoop. 
and one moment. So yeah, I sent that jambalaya back. Um, I just, it was another inedible rice dish. Um, the Tadage Grill has some good rice casseroles. I think that's probably the best ones that I've had in the city. Anyway, enough, enough about that. On Saturday afternoon, I went and saw The Conjuring. This is the, the eighth one in the series, the franchise, The Devil Made Me Do It. Um, and The Conjuring is probably one of my favorite, um, it's probably one of my favorite horror franchises. Like I like anything with like exorcism or Satanism or religion of any kind. Um, they're scary and entertaining, but yeah, this one was, it was okay. I wasn't as scared as with like the conjuring two or the first conjuring movie, but it was still pretty scary. Um, it's about, it's loosely, very loosely based on a true story, um, of this young man, Arnie Johnson, <clears throat> who lived in New England and um, stabbed the owner of a kennel, a dog kennel, to death. And then, I guess, their defense was demonic possession. So this story really embellishes on that a lot. <clears throat> and it's... It, it's funny because Ed and Lorraine Warren were actually kind of charlatanish, Like they were opportunists. That was the word I was looking for. And they were always trying to find like the next, um, you know, the next case to sensationalize and capitalize on. Like they did that with the Amityville Horror House. And um, they did that with various other cases of demonic possession and haunting in this series they're portrayed as kind ethical people who are possessed with you know extrasensory gifts and you know like a rugged spirituality that that serves you know the general good and without their help then the the uh case would not be resolved, wherein that is not true. They would ins insert themselves into cases that were already being handled and go and scoop up all the, the press and the credit. So um, if someone was in the process of being exercised and was being tormented by demons and they had the local priest there just doing the exorcism and everything was, you know, just kind of going right along, the Warrens would come in and just be like, oh, no, 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 no. Oh, no, 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 you're doing it all wrong. Like, oh, we got this. And it's like, no, actually, this is not your concern. So um, the truth, setting setting the truth and the facts aside, um, they still manage to be very good stories and very entertaining. Um, they have really good, you know, authentic to the decade dressing, Okay, so Arnie Johnson, the killer, who claimed 
demonic possession, he looks a lot different than the actor that they played. And I I can see why they chose the actor that they did instead of someone who lo- who resembled the original perp. Um, because the original perpetrator is just kind of like this stocky, like New England guy with kind of like a curly mullet and <clears throat> he doesn't look like he would kill anybody, you know? Um, but the actor that they got to play, I forget his name. He is like this wiry guy, like with, you know, he looks troubled. He has, you know, big eyes and he's just really wiry, you know, and that kind of makes for a scarier movie, really. Um, he looks like he's capable of doing committing murder. And the other thing is he's been in a lot of horror movies, B movies. This one is eh, an A minus film. This is probably his most prestigious film that he's been in. But he's but he's definitely horror is where he he excels. And he did he did well. The exorcism scenes were were scary. Um, but after you're on your eighth Conjuring movie, you know that it's going to be a happy ending. Um, and it's campy. I liked it. I enjoyed it. Um, and they, you know, it's, it's hit or miss with this series. Sometimes they can be really entertaining and sometimes they can be so awful, but I'll, I'll stick around for all of it. Um, the week before... I went and saw Cruella and I walked out of it after 10 minutes and I should have stayed because I went there for the purpose of seeing the costumes, but I don't know. I just had so much other shit to do <coughs> and I just decided to walk out. It, it was like Cruella's a bad woman, okay? And it starts with her as like a kid and she's, she goes to like a, like a day school and, you know, I just couldn't stick around for the development of the backstory. And this, there was like, it felt like a zany music video. That was, it was weird. I, I couldn't, I couldn't get past it and I just didn't have the patience to wait until she became a grown-up and had cool costumes. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I would like to see the costumes. Um, but yeah, I just couldn't... Like, you know, she has these two henchmen and it, like, it shows when she's meeting the henchmen and, you know, the henchmen are children and I'm just like, I just, I just don't have the patience for this. Um so yeah, I'll probably like watch it on TV or something. But yeah, I've just been making stuff and sewing and shipping. And I'm going to go visit my sister Yvonne in Kansas at the end of the week. I'm going to stay for like a long weekend. 
I'm looking forward to that. I'm not looking forward to a 7 a.m. flight, but I booked it early in the day so I could get there like in the late afternoon. Um, yeah. So that's a day. That's like my week. And I don't know. With everything opening up, kind of, it's like I don't really have the desire to like, go to places, you know, go to bars and do all that. It's, I don't really feel like running into the usual suspects or anything. Um, yeah, makeout room is open again. I haven't been in and I don't really want to go in. Um, and the Latin is open again. So I went there and with Irina last week. It was fine. It, it, sometimes the Latin can be like claustrophobic. Like before the lockdown, it was like really claustrophobic and filled with like, I don't know, bridge and tunnel types and um, if, you know, whatever the, the Bay Area equivalent of that is. And, um, you know, techies are just like crammed and like people standing near your booth. Like if you got a booth, like waiting for you to finish so you could, so they could like sit in your booth. It was so irritating. Um, but yeah, this time it was pretty mellow and quiet. But yeah, I have to get to work. I've got to start shipping. I've got a lot of shipments. It's so funny because I always think, oh, it's going to be a slow, slow day. Maybe I won't have very many shipments. And then inevitably it ends up getting really busy. And voila, many shipments. So anyway, thank you for listening to this podcast. I hope you guys have a wonderful week. I will talk to you next week. Bye-bye.